It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Wednesday, May the 22nd. And today we're going to be hearing from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. This is your boy, Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City covering the NBA for the Detroit News and the Associated Press Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for the listen. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons podcast as we run down the offseason here for you. But today we're going to talk about that Eastern Conference Finals game from Tuesday night. Also going to talk about a player who I really like in Nikhil Alexander-Walker of Virginia Tech. We're going to hear the media scrum interview with him from the Combine last week in Chicago. And I'm going to tell you some reasons why I like him a little bit later on in the show. But give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. But today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Time to book those summer vacations. And don't hate like your best friend's trips. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Now, um, the biggest Pistons fan in the world contest is coming up pretty soon. If you were one of those people who entered into it, you should have received an email from me yesterday looking for some availability. If you did not receive that, Get in touch with me. My email is Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com. Listeners, you can expect to hear that coming up soon as well. And if you want to try to, you forgot to send in your application and you want to get into the the game, I'll let you, we'll give you a 24-hour grace period and you can still get in if you want. Get in touch with me if you're one of those folks. But on the court on Tuesday night in the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 4, Toronto at home gets the win, evening the series with the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks at two apiece. 120-102 120-102 to 102 was the final at the Air Canada Center in Toronto. It was the bench leading the Raptors 
To the victory, Norman Powell with 18 points, Serge Ibaka with 17, and Freddie Van Vliet with 13 points off the bench. So those are the only three players to score off the bench for the Raptors, but that's a lot of points. The quick math in my head, 48 points between those three players. 25 points for Kyle Lowry, the point guard for the Raptors. Only 19 points. It's still a lot more than you and I have ever, have ever scored in an NBA playoff game. But Kawhi Leonard, 19 points. Still got the win despite that. We've come to expect more from him, though, but uh, just enough for Nick Nurse and company as they kind of rolled to victory there at home. And I really, for the coach, Nick Nurse, like we talked about, I got to kind of eat a little bit of crow there and give some credit to him. Uh, I'm not sure why, uh, but they got the win. And I'm, the reason I'm not sure why is because I didn't watch the game. I was at the Tigers and Marlins game across the street from my apartment, which thankfully, uh, sarcastically, I roll, uh, went 11 innings, and I got some free baseball between maybe the two worst teams in Major League Baseball. Watched that one, had a great time with that. Um, Tongue-in-cheek a little bit there. But um, Although when you're covering the game, it's not exactly free baseball, I'll tell you that right now. It's actually probably costing you money to be at the game uh, for extra innings. Um, for the Bucks, 30 points. For former Piston, Chris Middleton, 25 for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those guys statistically bounced back a little bit from their rough outings on Sunday night during Game of Thrones. But Eric Bledsoe, on the other hand, five points in 20 minutes. I think we might have a problem here. And just signed a four-year, $70 million extension. Uh-oh for the Bucks. Yeah, those sounds you hear across Lake Michigan and across the great state of Michigan uh, might be a little bit of trembling about the Bucks in their future and looking ahead to... Uh, you know, how many titles or if this team will ever actually win a title. And uh, we're maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves there. But uh, not the slam dunk that maybe we thought it would be that this team will, A, be in the NBA Finals or, B, have a really good chance of beating the suddenly rejuvenated Golden State Warriors in the Finals coming up soon. And uh, just a reminder that uh, the game, first of all, Game 5 will be this Thursday night, 8.30 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 5 back in Milwaukee, should be a fun one. Looking forward to seeing that. And speaking of games coming up on Thursday, a week from Thursday, May 30th, that's going to be Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Also wanted to point out that you probably figured that Milwaukee would have home court advantage in Game 1 against the Golden State Warriors because of their great uh, regular season. Well, it turns out the Raptors also have home court advantage. They edged out Golden State by one game in the regular season, 58 and 24 for Toronto compared to 57 and 25 for the Warriors. So either way, that game Thursday, game one, May 30th, is going to be a road game for the Golden State Warriors, whether it be north of the border in Toronto or in Milwaukee. So um, other news from uh, Tuesday throughout the association, the all-rookie team was announced. The first team was actually the top five picks of the draft, which is amazing when you think about it. Uh, I was amazed by that when I heard it. Anyway, can you? But uh, you always have the Darko-like busts, or maybe some teams that don't quite uh, need instant contribution from those top five guys. Maybe a, a European stashed player, um, you know, usually or injuries or whatever the reason. Obviously, there's uh, guys that surprise late in the first round, undrafted guys, whatever it is. But um, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Marvin Bagley, and Jaron Jackson Jr. all make the first team. Unbelievable. There was also a second team. I don't care about them. But the big news in Pistons land is that rookie Bruce Bo Bruce Brown got uh, – I got Brian Bowen on my mound from uh, talking to him at the Combine last week. But uh, Bruce Brown, Pistons rookie, got two votes for the second team. So he was in the others receiving votes category. So congratulations for Bruce to getting a little recognition from 
the media out there. Also in Pistons land, the team continued their draft preparation for the June 20th NBA draft, having some workouts at the Palace of Alburn Hills practice facility. One of those names was Fletcher McGee of Wofford, who had the record for most three-pointers made in NCAA history, but you also might remember him from going like 0 for 12 from three-point land against Kentucky in the second round. Then there was two guys that I know absolutely nothing about, Cody Martin of Nevada and Jalen Walker of Kent State, although props to him for being a Mac guy. But Kai Bowman of uh, Boston College, the point guard there, he was in an interesting guard to keep an eye on for the second round, and like Reggie Jackson, a former Boston College point guard, then the Pistons did something interesting, and I don't know if this is something they would have requested or just how, how it kind of worked out with these guys' schedules, but they had a couple of centers in, and it's Daniel Gafford of Arkansas and Bruno Fernando of Maryland, a guy I wrote about last week at the Combine for the Baltimore Sun, a Big Ten guy that a lot of the listeners will probably be familiar with there. But what's interesting about Daniel Gafford and Bruno Fernando is these guys are pretty much neck and neck in a lot of the mock drafts, a lot of the big boards out there. A little bit different in that Gafford's kind of a, a more classic rim runner, uh, rim protector type of modern day center, whereas Bruno Fernando might be a little bit more of a potential play, have a little bit more ball skills, a little bit more of a uh, you know multifaceted, multi talented type of player. So a little bit more upside there. Gafford more of a modern NBA center, um, and you know we know the Pistons had Zaza Pachulia as their backup center last year, so probably looking for a replacement and certainly could look at the NBA draft for that replacement. Now, when you're looking at pick number 15, uh, I would imagine that that's not going to be a backup center. You don't want to use that pick, especially when you have that need that they have on the wing for uh, some upside potential. Uh, so, you again, we're figuring that that's going to be a wing or possibly a point guard of the future with the number 15 pick. So backup center might be more of a, the number 45 pick there. Now, these guys are, we're talking about Gafford and Fernando, more late first round, early second round types. Of course, certainly there's a chance that one of them or both even slips to number 45. I don't really foresee that happening, certainly for both. But and there's always the chance the Pistons could trade up or down on draft night. But uh, interesting to have two guys that are right near each other at the same position, come and work out, go head-to-head against your executives and coaching staff there at your home facility. So it would have been interesting to be inside that facility and see how those workouts went with those two guys. So um, interesting uh, way of going about the draft preparation there. And especially with those two guys in particular, i got to believe that they can kind of choose the dates that they can come in and uh, to see them going up against each other head-to-head kind of, to me, says a little bit about their competitiveness and um, kind of uh, some positive marks in both of their directions for the way that they handled that. But up next, we're going to talk more draft. We're going to hear from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. This is part two of our uh, 13-ish part series, 13 or so parts of players that I think the Pistons might draft at number 15. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Virginia Tech, certainly is on that list. We're going to hear from him at the Combine next. But you can get the Locked On Pistons podcast on the brand-new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in your car, go ahead and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Pistons. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Later on, I'm going to talk about Nikhil Alexander-Walker of Virginia Tech and tell you why he might just be the pick for the Pistons at number 15. But today's show is brought to you by Untuck It. Dads come in all kinds of shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts, like tall, short, slim, relaxed like your dad. Ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day? Well, now you know. It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy, and that's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com with promo code NBA to get 20% off. Go ahead and support our sponsors of the Lockdown Pistons podcast that keeps the light on lights on and we appreciate that go to untuckit.com promo code nba to get 20 percent off now i was at the nba combine last week in chicago got a bunch of audio for you guys so we're going to play some free form uh media scrum interview with Nikhil alexander walker who i really like and i think is a possible future piston here's Nikhil alexander walker of virginia tech talking to some of the media last week at the nba combine in chicago uh, wherever a team sees fit, um, comfortable at the two, comfortable at the one. Uh, I've been playing that my whole life, so uh, just trying to be the best I can be, provide as much as I can to an organization. Your cousin is Shea Gilchrist Alexander still. Has he helped you at all through this process, kind of navigating what you just went through last year? Uh, I've talked to him a lot, um, kind of asked him how he felt and uh, any advice. He told me just be mean, smile, it's a long process, and enjoy the ride. Who have you uh, interviewed with so far? How many teams are you? Um, interviewed with uh, five today and five yesterday. Um, it's an extensive amount and uh, a quick amount of time. Did you meet with the Miami Heat? Were they one of them? Uh, they were not one of them. And where do you see yourself in this draft? I know everyone sees themselves at the top of the draft, but sort of what range are you looking at and, and what you be most optimistic about? I leave that to my agent. Um, okay. For me, it's just working out, trying to be as good as possible, uh, for be as prepared as possible for these workouts to come and focus on that. Have you met with Detroit? Uh, I have not. Do you have any background being from Toronto? I know Dwayne Casey knew some of the elite players coming up. Did you ever meet with Dwayne or have any interaction with Casey? Uh, never got the chance to meet him. Uh, Jamal McGlure uh, from Toronto uh, is in uh, my area. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen him a few times, got to meet him a few times, but outside of that, yeah. How much do you pay attention to the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, that would be amazing, just the fact uh, that Kawhi's done so much, Kyle Lowry's done so much, excuse me, Pascal Siakam's uh, most improved, in my opinion. And, uh, the fact that they're, they're doing something that uh, people thought we wouldn't do for a long time. And uh, it really means a lot to the organization, and especially to Toronto fans. Being from Toronto, it's great. In today's NBA, obviously, pick and roll is such a huge part of the game. Even if, if they see you as a one or a two, it doesn't matter. You'd probably be running pick and roll. What's your what, what's your level of comfort with 
operating the um, After losing Justin Robinson, uh, it just skyrocketed. Uh, now I feel really, really comfortable out of pick and rolls, and I feel like if uh, it's required, I, I have the ability and the capability to play out of pick and rolls. Thing teams are interested in is defensive versatility, being able to guard you know up and down the lineup. How many positions you really can comfortably defend? Comfortably, I, can, I know I can guard my position. Um, combo guards, wings, point guards, and uh, I think I can do that well. Do you know when you decided with your agent like what teams you will go to? Is it like how how far down you will go? Um, so I haven't really talked about range or anything because that's not up to me. It's, I believe my agents have my best interest in that. But as far as teams go, we waited for the lottery. And uh, now that the lottery came out, uh, and uh, kind of the whole round, the orders came out, um, from there we're going to go on. Well, have you, have you talked much to your cousin about this process? I talked to him a little bit about it. Um, he's told me to be confident in myself, uh, smile, enjoy the process, enjoy the opportunity. Anything about the success he had last year with the Clippers? Does it like give you confidence in, in your going into your rookie and going through this process? Uh, for sure, uh, definitely gives me confidence. But more so, that's just compliment to him and all that he's done. And he deserves it. He worked hard for it, and I'm really happy for him. Okay, what do you think of RJ with Frank? Whatever team he goes against McCann. Uh, he's an elite scorer. Um, he's shown that uh, at a very high level, being in the ACC. And uh, I feel like whatever team he goes to, he's going to be a competitor. Guy with aggression, guy who scored the ball. How do you think he might fit into what the Knicks? I mean, obviously, his dad played St. John's, Marshall, handle that stage. For sure, I believe RJ is a very confident kid. Um, going to New York, you need to have some self confidence and, and pride in yourself, and I feel like he'll definitely uh, bring, bring happiness to the Knicks fans. How much did he play uh, not much. Never really got to play against him. Never really uh, got to play with him outside of Hoop Summit. So uh, that's just two years older than him. Uh, yeah. You think that uh, the Canadian basketball is as good as you know American growing up? I mean, is that still? I, I feel like we have a we have a discussion now. Um, definitely have done a lot of stuff to to bring it into an argument. Uh, after winning the world championship, um, Canada kind of put us on, that, that Canadian team put us on the map. Uh, Toronto basketball, Canadian basketball, I feel like is uh, definitely involved. Does he have a chance to be the best Canadian ever, you think? Oh, well, I am also Canadian. But yes, Both he does. <laughs> so, uh, yes, he does have the chance. What's your relationship like with Shane? Uh, that's my brother. Love him to death. Uh, talk to him almost every day. Uh, really, really close. Uh, as close as you can get, really. What did, did you get to pay attention to this year? Yeah, I try to keep up as much as possible. They played like every other day. Uh, the NBA schedule is kind of extensive, but um, got to catch uh, games three, uh, four, and uh, six. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and to see how he played and how he did well, I was happy for him. What did he say throughout the year to you as he was going through it over the year? I was kind of asking him, like, how's it feel? Like, more so. Uh, I know a lot of people trying in his ear, and it's his first year, he's just getting his feet wet trying to understand it, so I didn't really want to uh, question him too much about it, but uh, he said he's having fun, he said he's enjoying it, and uh, he's finding his comfort zone. Did he tell you anything about what it's like to play for the Clippers, and what the organization's like? He loves it, uh, a great organization, uh, it feels like they're 
giving him the best chance to be the best that he can be. And, uh, that's all you can ask for, really. Every year at the combine, I like to ask guys to come through. Who's the best player you played against last year in college? And what made him? I think he's a really good player. Um, he's incredibly fast. Uh, UNC is probably one of the fastest teams I've ever played against. Uh, they get up the ball, they get up the floor really, really quickly, and uh, he can handle the ball. Um, he's great size for the point guard position, so I think he has good potential. Do you have a favorite memory from college football? Who do you remember most from your time in college? Uh, my first tournament win. Uh, and uh, my uncle, uh, when uh, we played Duke at home, uh, ended up being Duke, and uh, I turned to the crowd, and the student section's coming down, and I turn around, and my uncle's on the court. I'm pretty sure he wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> but uh, just that moment, and uh, having that picture, um, uh, no one expected to win that game. Uh, it seemed like a poll in Canada, and it was like 99% um, uh, Duke. Like 1% us, so like just having that win just meant a lot. Um, and having him there, his first game at Castle, uh, sharing that moment with him was special. Tell him to get off the court and just uh, Eventually they did, but I was, you know, I caught in the moment. Um, I turned around, I was like, how the heck did you get here? Uh, but I just went with it. You met with the Pacers at all? Yeah, I did. I met with them yesterday. yesterday. What, what have you taken generally from those interviews with the various teams? What have you tried to get out of them? I try to figure out um, what will help me in this transition. Uh, where can I improve and where do they see that they can place me on a team? Where can I, where can I be effective? Do you have any stories of Young Shane? Uh, young Shane. What was he like? Um, well, before the fashion, uh, all that stuff and all the clothes, He'd always, he'd always find a way to get something that he wanted. Um, I don't know how, um, but he was very, very good at that. Uh, he's good at persuading people. Crafty, just like his game, yes. kind of? Yes, <laughs> yeah. it, it correlates. When did, when did the fashion develop, do you know? Uh, he's not going to admit it, but I taught him the drip. He's not going to admit it, but uh, in high school, uh, that was more my thing. And, and then, you know, at Kentucky, the stipend's a little different, so... Um, that's when he kind of took off with it and uh, see what he's doing with it now. Speaking of fashion, have you got a chance to think about your draft day suit? And what goes uh, in that process? I haven't really got much to think about yet just because I'm, I'm waiting to see if I'll be blessed enough to have that invite. Um, don't want to get ahead of myself and I end up looking goofy. So uh, I just decided to wait, wait it out, um, and just 
work out. Nikhil, how important is this uh, week or these days for you overall in that decision? Uh, these days, like, really important because it's your first impression on teams and uh, kind of imposing your will from us. Um, I'm not playing, participating in the event, so um, kind of separating myself with my mind and showing them how, uh, how I am as a person. Does that put a little bit more uh, focus and emphasis on the interview process and who are some of the teams you have spoken with? Uh, definitely, you want to be as professional as possible. Uh, you want to come across as someone who is uh, intellectual and not just all about basketball, carry a conversation, um, understand uh, life, because this is a business as well. Um, so it, it kind of just goes from just from the love of the game to understanding the situations and uh, this is a job and uh, you got to have that serious approach to it. I know you said uh, that you don't want to get ahead of yourself, but clearly you're a confident guy. Just one of the questions, if RJ could be the best Canadian basketball player, you're like, well, I'm Canadian too. And you can't count out your cousin. Well, can you talk a little bit about that confidence and how important that is to get to the next level and not only get there, but stay there and make a make a difference. Uh, basketball is like a lot, 90% mental, and uh, out of that 90%, you got to be as confident in yourself and who you are as a person, who you are as a player, um, and that's what really helps um, along the league. If you talk to a lot of superstars, guys who have great uh, purpose on their team, they'll say they're confident in themselves and uh, their self-identity, they're self-aware, and I feel like that's very important to be a good player. Uh, my favorite all the time is Kobe Bryant and everyone here can say Kobe Bryant is probably one of the most confident players of all time and so uh, I think that just goes to show. Uh, myself, uh, God, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 10 tells you by the grace of God I am who I am and so he made me to be this way and uh, I'm confident in myself and my abilities and I continue to work hard and uh, once you work hard you don't have to worry about stuff anymore because you get your reputation for your rest. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, and today's show also brought to you by Grip6, where their goal is to literally make the best belt that has ever been made, and I can attest to it that they have. Grip6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, or even moms and wives. Check out the women's collection. Use lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. Grip6 is the only belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip6 has a special offer for you at Grip6, that's the number 6, dot com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. Again, Grip6 dot com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. No D at the end of that. 
promo code at the end of the URL there. But Nikhil Alexander-Walker, you heard from him before the break. Virginia Tech 6'6", 204, a playmaker for the Hokies in his two seasons there in the ACC. Very long. Cousins with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, as talked about at length during the media scrum at the Combine. 37% from three-point land. Over his two years for the Hokies, he shot 38% from three, so a capable shooter who showed a lot more in year two, averaging 4.0 assists per game, and in addition to three and a half rebounds in his 16 points per game as a sophomore there. Rose up well and played good against good competition in the ACC and a pretty good defender as well, competitive kid. Coming to the uh, NBA this year, and really a guy that I like a lot for the Pistons, High upside offensively, gets the job done defensively, nice and long, needs to put on some more weight, that's for sure. Skinny kid so far, but uh, a kid that I really have my eyes on that I would really like the Pistons to take a long look at, and he's going to be on my big board, my Pistons big board, top 15, which I'm going to put out hopefully the end of this week, maybe early next week if we're being a little bit more realistic about it. But uh, So that's that. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, cousin of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who the Pistons missed out on last year as they traded the pick that became Miles Bridges to the Clippers that they ended up trading to get Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a guy who was named second-team All-NBA, All-NBA rookie team um, on Tuesday. So that'll do it for our show today. Thanks for listening, and remember that you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in your car, go ahead and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pistons. Want to say thanks again to our sponsors, Hotels.com, Grip6Belts, and Untuckit.com. Check out all those guys. We appreciate you spreading the word about them and about the show and spreading the wealth to the sponsors as well. This is your host, Matt Shook of the Locked on Pistons podcast, saying have a good day, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.